Hello and welcome to the Jesse and Melva podcast. Let's talk about love and marriage. We are so glad you're here. Do you know how so many couples get so caught in the routine of their daily lives that their relationship loses its spark? Well, we help you get that spark back in the way that sticks. This is the place where you will discover the secrets of happy couples that you can apply to your own relationships. And now, here's Jesse and Melba. Well, hello, hello. This is Jesse Johnson. And this is Melba Thomas Johnson. Thank you so much and welcome back. You know, we really appreciate you joining us today as we discuss uh, the issue of reluctance to relinquish past mistakes. Um, now, this time we were going to talk about affairs, but we weren't quite finished with this subject from last time. Right. So we're going to, uh, this is a continuation of sorts. And next, in our next show, for certain, we'll be talking about affairs. We know there are a lot of, should be a lot of interest in that. Yes. Well, we're continuing our series on the ten most common relationship problems. So, if you've missed uh, any of our previous shows, uh, we invite you to go to our blog site and look, look for the link to our blog uh, radio show, and you will be able to hear any of those uh, previous shows that uh, you may have missed. We think some of them will probably be of <coughs> great interest to you. Uh, we've discussed communications. We've discussed blame and criticism in relationships, irreconcilable differences, the loss of sexual intimacy, uh, financial problems, spending time together, giving up resentments. And today's show deals with the reluctance of some partners or spouses to relinquish uh, past mistakes of their mates. Yeah, uh, today's show is really an extension of the previous one about resentments that I, I had mentioned earlier. Uh, we said that resentment is a wound. It's a wound that won't heal. Or it's a wound that the person is holding on to and won't allow to heal. Resentment, we said, can destroy a marriage or a relationship. It destroys not only the relationship, but can also seriously damage the person wallowing around in it that refuses to let it go. I think that's really, really important. Uh, you know, a lot of times people hold on to resentments and will not relinquish them thinking that, you know, they're hurting their partner, but in reality they're really hurting themselves. Yeah, they don't get that. People just don't get they that. They really don't get that. Yeah. And we've, we've also uh, attempted to answer the question in our previous show about why is it some people hold on to old hurts and wounds? And we believe that one of the reasons that many times uh, a partner may have uh, some kind of a hurt or disappointment or issue that has come up in their relationship they, that they just don't seem to be able to resolve to the satisfaction of one or both per- persons. So, unfortunately, uh, very few couples are ever trained in the process of resolving problems in, in committed relationships. They just don't know how to do that. That's true. And so if, they, if you can't resolve the problems, one or both of the one or both are likely to be resentful of the other, and sometimes they will hold on to those resentments for a long time. Yes, on and on and on, and usually people respond to past hurts in one of three ways. The first is that the person wants to give their give up their pain and resentment, but has been so hurt they don't know how. Right. Or they want to give it up but they haven't been able to work it through well enough with their partner to let it go. Yep. Or three, they refuse to give it up 
and uses it against her partner like a hammer when they get upset about something. There are more than these three ways. However, these seem to be the most common, don't they, Jesse? Yes, yes, they are. And I, just that last one, I think, of, of people using their resentment like a hammer just to beat their partner up over and over and over about it every time they get upset mm-hmm. is is really uh, come almost really the crux of what we're talking about in, in this session about reluctance to give up those past hurts and mistakes. Right. Because there's a deliberate unwillingness to do that. That's true. Um, I want to repeat what we said last uh, time about this this subject. We said that the underlying message of the resentful person who is reluctant or unwilling to give up their resentments is that they are angry, they're upset, they're bitter, they're hurt, and they're wounded. It's not that they necessarily want to feel this way, even though some do, but many don't want to feel this way, but it's because they're holding on to leftover feelings about something troublesome that the two persons haven't been able to resolve yet, and they don't know how to do that. And that's the bigger, the bigger part. Yes. Because most people um, want to give up resentment, you know, especially if it's bothering them and they can't sleep or, you know, they uh, become uh, compulsive about it, thinking about it all the time and just try to get the thoughts out of her mind. Um, if they don't have a way to work it through, you know, it's just like a continuous loop over and over and over mm-hmm. in their minds, I think. Right, it's like playing one of those uh, what's it, those loop kind of tapes or something like that where yeah. it just keeps repeating over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's what the brain does, you know. Um, unconsciously, you're trying to resolve it, but it's, if you have the same way of just thinking about it over and over again and don't have a way to break through that, uh, you really get stuck in it. That's true, which is the reason why we, we urge couples. I mean, we almost plead with couples that rather than to do that, get some help, learn how to be able to work through your problem. Mm-hmm. You know, get some skills about doing that. You you haven't learned it, you haven't been taught it, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and it doesn't get you anywhere. And, you know, and, and if, if that's the case then it just simply means that those things that are unresolved just continue to fester. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this is especially true, too, because one way some people want to deal with it is they decide not to discuss it at all. You know, I'm not going to talk about it. Right. Okay. And, of course, without discussing it, there's absolutely no way of resolving it. You know, they they say, I'm not going to. Uh, discuss it, but they're still upset about it, right. and then it leaks out, and then it leaks out at the most inappropriate time. Absolutely. And places sometimes. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, and, uh, of course, we also said, too, that some people may feel uh, so angry and re- resentful that they really don't want to resolve the issue. They would prefer instead to hold on to the resentment as a way of avoiding to forgive and becoming vulnerable again in the relationship, you know, if you've been hurt, deeply hurt by your partner because of something that they did, you know, one way of trying to protect yourself is to hold on to the to the to the uh, hurt to keep to protect yourself from not allowing yourself to feel vulnerable again in the relationship. Yeah, because I think uh, I think even our listeners have heard. Uh, so many times people say, um, I'm going to do this back to you, 
because I want you to know how it feels mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And I think the part that, that is missing is that the person who has, so to speak, wronged um, their mate, they really, especially if they don't want to deal with it, they really don't understand the impact of their behavior on another person, especially a person that they love. Right. So um, not knowing how to deal with it, then they just try to uh, push it under the rug, mm-hmm. and that never works. So then the other person gets more and more upset, you know, and since they don't have a way to work, work it through, the dance becomes really painful. Right. And like we said earlier, it, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-mm. I mean, it's possible for couples to learn how to overcome their resentments and heal and grow through them. I mean, there's a healing process that takes place. Um, th- there's a grown-up way to work through pain, and then there's the childhood way, there's the adolescent way, you yes. know. And many people don't know the grown-up way to do it. That's true. Um, because working it through and getting to the other side of it and digging the leaf uh, deep, deep beneath the surface to find out what the bigger picture is, then the couple can work through it and then put their energy on um, manifesting, first defining and then manifesting the relationship with their dreams. Right. That's what I think. Yes. And manifesting relationship with your dreams is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And um, and not only the couple benefits and has a big payoff, but the children. Yes. If there's a family, you know, the kids really need to see their parents getting along. And if the the parents have broken up um, and they're in blended families, um, children still need to know or experience um, their parents working through their stuff. Right. Absolutely. It's wonderful modeling for yeah. kids. Wonderful yeah. modeling. So, and the other part is when they when the kids grow up and they become uh, parents, then they will be able based upon the modeling that they have experienced from their parents, they'll be able to pass it on to their kids, which is great. Absolutely. Generation to generation to generation. Well, now, let's take a few minutes and share some of the most uh, common resentments that some people hold on to in relationships. These are like topics uh, that people tend to get upset about and um, uh, where there's a transgression that one partner may hold on to about their partner. So um, I would say the first one is a partner who has cheated, infidelity. Now we're going to spend a whole session on that next time. Right. The whole show is going to be about uh, cheating. Right. But, yeah, uh, I think that's that's a major uh, problem that I think many of our listeners have heard about, and certainly, you know, we hear a lot about this. Um, in the media, yes. um, about the prominent um, figures, political and entertainment, and um, working with that particular issue. And it also seems to be a question that keeps coming to us from various ways where people are either um, asking blog questions or mm-hmm. some way or the other, uh, one way they, they are a burning question that they have, but the questions keep coming up about infidelity and what to do about it, and that's a so I know that's a major problem. Either the person who has had the affair, who is remorseful and, um, you, you know, they want to heal it with their uh, spouse or their girlfriend or boyfriend, or the person who was, uh, whose spouse uh, or mate had the affair mm-hmm. and how difficult it is for them, especially when they thought that everything was okay. Right, you know, um, right. 
and sometimes the way that people find out um, mm-hmm. leads to so much pain that it's hard to get through the resentment of it. Right. You know, it's bad enough for um, the mate to find out, um, but sometimes if they find out in an embarrassing way, you know, that's a whole other issue that has to be worked through. That's true. That's true. Um, also, uh, mistakes about money matters. That's another one. Yeah. Now, see, for me, it's a mistake if the person innocently does something once. But sometimes mistakes about money matters has a lot to do with people's character mm-hmm. and the way that they function in the world. And so if you're a person who's not responsible about money and you continue to be irresponsible about money and not accountable um, to yourself and to your mate and to your family, that's going to create a lot of uh, resentment. Mm-hmm. But see, um, that kind of thing has to be worked through. That's very true. And the person who doesn't have the discipline or the knowledge um, or the understanding or the tools to manage money more effectively, they could they could they could raise havoc mm-hmm. in the family. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I I could see where there would be resentment. Right. And I could also see that it's something that um that needs to be worked through. True, very true. This would take individual as well as couples work, I think. Right. Absolutely. Or um uh someone who failed to follow through on an excellent opportunity, uh, some pr- opportunity was presented to them, for example, maybe a, uh, a new job, mm-hmm. and they, for some reason, didn't follow through and do what they needed to do to, to, uh, to get the job, or some kind of a business venture was presented to them, and they somehow or the other flubbed that as well. Yeah, so let's, let's take this job one. Um the person who doesn't take a job, and um, whether the, the couple, the family, is hurting for money or not, um, there are some reasons why people will not um, go for in advance. And it has a lot to do with what we have found over the years is that it has a lot to do with fear and um, self-esteem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and self-confidence. Right. And it, it's, it's um, an area that the person who has that kind of who will self who will sabotage themselves in that way. Um, they're too embarrassed to even bring it up with their mate, mm-hmm. but it affects their mate. Right. And so the mate winds up being resentful. The person who didn't take the job is so vulnerable. They mm-hmm. get nowhere. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't get worked out, the couple breaks up. Right. Now the part about a business venture. Now some some uh, business ventures are a big risk. So this could be that a person. Um, would ignore taking a business venture or would take a risk that would wreak havoc on the family. Right. So that's something that has to be, I mean, all the cards on the table Mm -hmm. about the pros and the cons and the best way to move forward. That's true. needs to be a topic of um, discussion. Right. I would agree. Could not agree more. Uh, Another is um, sex. Mm-hmm. Sex can also be a, a huge uh, area of, of uh, resentment in a relationship, where uh, a lot of it has to do with you know people's rhythms and and uh, a lot of the a lot of the other kinds of of uh, things that we've already discussed, like affairs and and other kinds of things that that emotionally bring create physical and emotional distance in the relationship is also going to create 
a sexual distance in a relationship. And like you said a moment ago, it's so important to be able to talk about those things and work them through. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, when when the children come, you mm-hmm. know, it's um, usually the woman who has the most responsibility for the children. It's like, you know, by the time she gets finished taking care of children all day or a child all day, especially if she's going to work, it's like sometimes it's the last thing that's in her mind, especially if there's not enough time to relax and enjoy it, you know, that kind of thing. And that leaves a lot of frustration for the partner. Um, the other thing is that uh, when people first come together, you know, they, many of them put their best uh, foot forward in terms of uh, being their sexual and sensual best. And right. then when they come together and bond, they relax. Right. So um, it could be a turnoff for the other person. That's true. And you were talking about children a moment ago, and if, for example, the usually it's the woman, the, the, the mother, who is just spent, her day is just spent. I mean, her energy is gone, all that sort of thing. And so she comes home and, and has to look after kids and fix dinner and help kids with homework and wash clothes and on and on. And you know all those things that, that women typically do. And if she doesn't feel as though she's getting any support from her husband, even when she asks for it, hey, would you help me with this? Would you do this? And he sits and and uh, watches TV or reads the paper or whatever and doesn't lend a hand, you know, that can be resentful. She can be angry about it. Oh, no, I'm not about to be jumping in the bed and being sexual with you if you're not really helping me or taking care of me. So I just want you to know as a guy, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the good news is that uh, many couples have worked that out. That's true. Um, also, uh, in-law and step-children uh, problems can also be another area of, uh, of uh, resentment. And problems. That's a big one. Yep. Especially when the biological parents um, have not worked out how to co-parent. Right. And uh, the parent who has custody generally complains about the fact that it's very difficult for them to um, provide structure for the children when they're at home with them because when they're with the non-custodial parent, the non-custodial parent feels so guilty that the children are not with them full time, that they let them do anything that they want, and then mm-hmm. they give them anything that they want. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that is happens in so many families. And if parents do not work that out, so it takes the biological parents as well as the new spouse, um, it takes the four of them. Mm-hmm. or the three of them, you know, working together right. you know, so that they can um, co-parent the children mm-hmm. because it's their job to make the children safe so that they can have uh, a healthy uh, journey of growth and development. It's their job. It's the parent's job. And this whole thing around, uh, <clears throat> of course, around uh, step-parenting uh, and blended families is such a critical issue because... According to the research, that by the end of the year, it is estimated that more than half of all children in the United States will be living in a blended family. Mm-hmm. So um, what that means is that the nuclear family, we have uh, thought of it which with the birth mother, birth father, and, and, and birth children are all going to be together in one household, it's going to become the exception rather than the rule. Yeah. So that really means then that we've got to find ways for the birth parents and the step parents 
to be able to work together effectively to co-parent the children because it's the kids that's really the important focus here. That's true. So with all of this, I mean, we have a lot more examples. Um, so when resentment um, in these areas and many others are allowed to fester over time, it not only can destroy the relationship, but it can also seriously damage the person wallowing, wallowing around in it um, that refuses to let it go or work it through. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that couples just don't know how to resolve the problems. We mentioned that before. Um, we um, they give up their uh, they don't know how to resolve their problems. Give up their resentments and move forward. And we think that it bears repeating again that most couples have never been trained in the process of resolving problems in effective communications. So they get stuck. And the, their stuckness continues until it can eventually erode to a separ- erode the relation to a separation, a divorce, or, or something else, somewhere or the other, the, or a really unhappy marriage. So we're saying that it doesn't have to be this way and that it is possible to... Uh, to turn things around. Yeah. I would like to, um, I think, share uh, some of the most common attitudes that some people have uh, that prevent them from giving up their resentment. So, now, uh, why don't we do that? Why don't you go first? Well, the first one is, you hurt me and I'll never forgive you. Yeah. Now, you know, we've heard this one um, often among some wives. Usually, it's because they've discovered that their husband has been having an affair. Even though they may have worked much of it through, the wife still holds on to the hurt, not willing to let it go for the sake of the marriage. Husbands, however, often have one or two ways of dealing with it. First, they can try to ignore it. We hear that over and over again. Mm -hmm. And say to themselves that this is the price I have to pay for my transgression, or two, they decide to leave the marriage because they believe that they will never be forgiven. So what's the point in staying around and being constantly reminded of it? Right. Is that the grown-up way to do it? Anyway, no. sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, the second attitude uh, that some take uh, toward letting go of past hurts is, you hurt me and I never want you to forget it. Hmm. So in this situation, the spouse knows that they are capable of forgiving their partner for their transgressions, but they refuse, referring, preferring instead to use it as a club or hammer whenever they get upset with their partner. So like the first description, this is their way of keeping the transgression in your face. In your face. Right. Then there's the third one. You hurt me, so I'll use it to maintain a certain emotional, physical, and even sexual distance from you. This is typically a person who may already be afraid to emotionally and sexual be afraid uh, to be emotionally and sexually uh, close and intimate so that they can use the transgression as a way of maintaining a certain amount of distance in the relationship. There's also the fear that if I let you in, you might hurt me again, so I won't take that chance. What's sad about this attitude is that both spouses are trapped into marriage that is based on fear and where there is little or any real meaningful connection between them. Right. So there's fear and no connection. Right, right. And the fourth most common attitude is, 
I want you to suffer like I have suffered. Of course, this is a uh, retaliatory uh, response that ensures that both persons will suffer until or unless one or both decides that they no longer wish to play the suffering game. Mm. We believe that they must explore ways to overcome this attitude for the benefit of each other as well as their families and their children. Yeah. So, you know, Jesse, the problem with each of these attitudes that we've described is the fact that the aggrieved partner may not be totally innocent. Ouch. The truth is that they're likely to have contributed to the situation, but they would prefer to focus on the wrongdoing of their spouse than to acknowledge that they may have had a part in the outcome as well. What the old saying is, it takes two to tangle. Now, we're going to go into that a little more uh, next time. Right. Well, Melba, I certainly couldn't agree with you more. And I've known of situations where a spouse has set up their spouse to see what they would do. And, of course, when they fell for the trap, the aggrieved spouse could say, see, I knew you were up to no good. That's game. That's game playing. That is game playing. We believe that uh, one way of helping to get past or hurt is to do some real soul-searching to discover if there was any way or ways that I could have been at fault about what happened. You know, so we're saying, you know, asking yourself, how did I contribute to the nightmare? How did I contribute, right. If you can identify your own contribution, it would help you to become more accepting of your partner's um, transgressions. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember, the scripture in the Bible that says something like, don't pay so much attention to the splinter in your brother's eye while ignoring the beam in your own. Ooh, mm-hmm. the beam. Right. <laughs> yes, Melba, that's, that's true. You know, and even God forgives, you know. Yeah. So if God can forgive, then why shouldn't we be able to forgive each other? You know. So our lives and our marriages will be far better if we learn to forgive each other. So, um, uh, Melville, uh why don't we do kind of a quick review of where we um, what we've covered, and uh, hopefully we might have. I don't know if we'll have time for questions or not, but we'll see. But if we don't, we'll um, answer them on our relationship Q and A video. Right, we'll do that. So okay. That people will be able to see on uh, uh, YouTube. Right. Okay, I'll start. We said that this show is really an extension of our previous one about resentment, that resentment is a wound that won't heal, or that the person holding on to it won't allow it to heal. Resentments, we said, can destroy a marriage or relationship. It destroys couplehood. And we said that some people hold on to hurts because they haven't uh, known how to work them through, and that uh, very few couples have ever been trained to know how to work through problems successfully. We also said that people tend to respond to resentments and hurt in one of three ways. First, they want to give it up but don't know how. They want to give them up but haven't been able to work them through successfully. And number three, they refuse to give it up because it's to their advantage not to. We also talked about the fact that some people refuse to talk about certain issues that have caused their partner pain. And unless or until you you talk through it, there's little or no chance of ever resolving it. So it's in your best interest to discuss it, resolve it, and move on. We gave examples of the kinds of resentments that some people hold on to. They were infidelity, money matters, missed opportunities like a job or business opportunity, sex, in-laws, or stepchildren. 
We also heard some of the most common attitudes that people hold on to uh, in, in order to hold on to old per, uh, hurts, and they are, uh, you hurt me and I'll never forgive you. Uh, number two, you hurt me and I'll never uh, want you to forget it. Number three, you hurt me so I'll use it to maintain a certain uh, emotional, physical, and sexual distance from you, and I want you to suffer like I've suffered. We pointed out that the agreed partner may not be totally innocent and that it is important that both partners do some serious soul-searching and acknowledge their role in the outcome. By owning your role, it is possible for both persons to chart a new course and move forward. But as long as either or both remain stuck in the past, it's next to impossible to move ahead to your future. And finally, we stated that even God forgives, and if God can forgive us, then we ought to be able to get, forgive others. So, thank you for listening. Remember, we'd like to hear from you. Drop an email with your questions or comments. This has been Melva Thomas Johnson. And Jesse Johnson. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Jesse and Melva podcast, Let's Talk About Love and Marriage, where we help you get that spark back in your relationship. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and listen to all of our shows. We post new shows every week, and we want to help each of your relationships. You can receive even more great information from successful couples by visiting our Facebook group, Tips for Success in Love, Marriage, and Life. It's easy. Just search for Tips for Success in Love, Marriage, and Life at Facebook.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. See you next time.